Riding Around is an improvised recap of a sitcom that never existed. Enjoy! I'm Kelly Quinn. And I'm Malin Von Euler-Hogan. We met as actors on the hit early 2000s sitcom Riding Around, the first network comedy ever to be filmed entirely on... And around... A bus. And we're still pretty good friends. And now we're doing the official Riding Around fan podcast. Each week, we'll talk about an episode of the show and bring you interviews, fun facts, and behind-the-scenes stories that only two people who were on the bus can tell you. Come ride around with us. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Malin. How are you doing today? I am doing a-okay. How about you? I'm okay. I do want to clear up some questions we got about uh, sort of our role in the Emmys. I don't mean to jump right into it, but it has been heavy on my heart this week, I will say. Yeah, people were confused, I guess, about whether we had in fact attended the Emmys since, you know, Gus seemingly had no memory of us there. And we just wanted to hop on and say, of course we were there. You know, Gus was just busy that day, but in the later seasons of the show, we were in fact invited to attend. Mm-hmm. Maybe not ourselves nominated for awards, but certainly there with the rest of the crew and cast and having a, a really nice time. So uh, to fret not, we made it there and live to tell the tale. And if you want to go digging, uh, there's probably some Getty images that you could pull up to, to prove our attendance as well. Oh, yeah. There's definitely Getty images. I, I have a couple saved on my phone um, just to remember because the dress doesn't fit me anymore. But gosh, I love the dress that I got to wear the first time I ever went to that museum. I'll never forget it. So, And if anyone knows how to get rid of that pesky watermark, uh, write in and let us know because I've been wanting to post, but I just I don't like the look of the watermark on there and I'm not sure how to get rid of that thing. Yeah, I don't either. Mullen, I know you're you must be a happy camper right now because your favorite TV show is back on the air, Dancing with the Stars. Yes, it, it came back last week, and I'm having a blast watching and just kind of reliving the memories of when I was on the show a couple seasons back. Um, I was eliminated the first week, so sometimes it's tough watching back. I, I still get a little mad because, you know, like you get a waltz your first week. It's not necessarily the highest energy dance that you could be assigned. And so right. I, I can understand why the audience wasn't necessarily drawn to my performance and, and wanting to vote for me and all that. But it's so great. And I just love seeing all the, I mean, Wayne Brady, talk about a talent, you know. A talent, a, a multi-hyphenate in its truest he sense. He really is. He's a, he's a performer's performer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I've been asking them if I could I can come back and they said to let them know if I book anything else, if I'm on TV or in a movie again, and they'd consider it. But Oh, so that the kind of situation there is that if you have something to promote, they put you on the show? It's, it's like a late night? Or just if you're a person anyone cares about, I think, is maybe the bigger uh, issue there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I care. I'd love oh. to see you back on. So if anyone from Dancing with the Stars booking office is listening... Put her back on. Give her another take. (laughs) Thanks, Kelly. Well, today we are talking about season two, episode two of Riding Around the Show. And we're doing it with a friend we haven't connected with in some time. We're so excited to have him back in in a Zoom room with us and on the podcast. Please welcome DP extraordinaire Mike Gainesville. Hey. Hi, Mike. There they are. Oh, my God. It is good to be here. Welcome. Oh my gosh. To go from seeing you every day, you following us around oh. with your little camera to to not getting to see you is so I'm, I'm used to seeing you with, you know, a, le- a big old yeah. lens in front of you. So it's, it's nice big, to see your face. Big fat effing camera on my on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, yeah. This is great. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not holding one now. But no, this is so good to see you guys. And um, 
God, yeah, it's been a while. And I, and I just, I'm really grateful to be on um, a podcast like this so early in the, in the process of it. I know, you know, being crew, you know, but you guys have always been like that. Being crew, you don't, you don't often get on the, you know, I've been crew on a lot of shows and I mm-hmm. haven't been asked to do many of the, of the podcasts. I'll say that. Oh, well, that's so a shame a to hear. Yeah, we, we really do value and we, we did and we do now the presence and the work and the effort that the crew put into making the show great. And, yeah. you know, while I yeah. would say it also has been a question of being able to reach other actors on the show, you being yeah. up this early in the in our rotation is is a sign of respect for you and the work that you did and not yeah. not anything else that you might be hearing about us not being able to get in touch with people or anything okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, before we get too deep in the weeds here, because most of our listeners are not industry pros like us, we did want to give a quick definition on what a DP even is. Right. Sure. What the heck? <laughs> what the heck? Uh, yeah, it sounds like my kids. What the, <laughs> heck do you, what the heck do you do? What do you even do? And where are you? Why aren't you there so often for, for so many big parts of my life? So many uh, big moments in my life you're not there for, and why? And I say, well, I'm I'm a DP on a sh- on a on a little procedural. Um, no, a DP <laughs> is a director of photography. Um, mm-hmm. So that is kind of the fella who decides what the whole thing looks like. Right. A lot of people give credit to the director for that, but the DP is really the, you know, also called the cinematographer, I believe, and it's the sure. visual eye of the show. You're the eye of the show. That's what I like to be called, the visual eye. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so I'm kind of the visual eye of the show, but I've had a lot of roles in, you know, in the crew. Obviously, the riding around, I didn't start as the DP. You don't, you don't start, uh, you got to have experience to, to become the DP. But I, I, right. I've had a lot of uh, crew roles at riding around before I jumped into DP. But yeah, that's what DP is. But before that, you know, I was doing, I started in Crafty. I was, the, I was kind of the chocolate almonds guy over there. And so I would be making those. God, I would be making those. We You're would telling start me those early. chocolate almonds were handmade? Handmade and homemade by me in my home wow. with, my, with these two hands. And they're big. <laughs> and yeah, so I would make those. And uh, people loved them. Everyone loved Oh my loved God, the, I couldn't get enough, you know, as a health nut. Almonds. It can be hard on set to find stuff that's low calorie, but you know, right. or low fat or whatever it is that almonds are, of course. High fat, high calorie. Yeah. Uh, Dense, densely caloric, I think. Yeah. Densely caloric. Really de- but sure, but a good many. fat, a good fat. Exactly. And it's important fat, to distinguish. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But at the time we didn't know. I mean, this was the early aughts. We had no idea. I was just loading those puppies up with anything. I was putting all kinds of chocolate and candies on those. Um, but yeah, people loved them. And uh, from there I jumped into out of crafty. And I jumped into the set. I was a PA for a little while. Then mm-hmm. I was um, the the wrangler of the kids for a second. Ugh. It's essential and, job. Wow. An essential yeah. job. Those girls yeah. were wild. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, I jumped into director of photography. But I just love to, I love to um, just explore. Just explore creativity. Well, and I think that's probably what made you such a good DP is you have had experience in every facet of production. So right. you really know what to what needs capturing. And I got you know how I got involved? I auditioned. That's how I got involved in the whole show. Okay, now tell us this story. Oh, this is news to me. This is exciting. So I auditioned, it was an open call. They used to do this. <laughs> they don't anymore. But it was an yeah. open call. They said, we don't know what we're looking for. Come on in, bring a monologue. I brought in mm-hmm. uh, the, um, let me think of what year it was, because I know what monologues I have now. Gosh, the show started when? It started in 2006. 
Yeah, so I brought in the Depart. It was fresh. It was the Jack Nicholson monologue from The Departed. Um, oh, I don't know oh. that it had come out yet, but I had access to the script. But I brought in when he's talking about if you when you're facing a loaded gun. What's the difference? And, and so did I you do it in, in a Jack Nicholson impression wow. as well? Because exactly, that was incredible. What exactly you just Exactly that did. voice. Exactly that voice and exactly that face. And my hair. I had more of it then, but it was fully slicked, hard against my head. Wow. And uh, so I did that, and they said we're going for a comedy vibe, but we mm-hmm. we would love if you if you wanted if you want to do something on the show. I said, please God, let me do something here. And they oh. said, why don't you do the why don't you do crafty? Wow. I love hearing how different everyone's stories are coming mm-hmm. into the industry. And so cool that you got there in this kind of unorthodox way. I love that. Yeah. I love that too. And I, it's something yeah. I couldn't have done. I have one skill and it's acting. Mm-hmm. I am also an amateur illustrator, but it remains to be seen if you know I'll get any work from that. But yeah, if they couldn't have put me in crafty and had me made almonds, I would have been fired day one. I don't know how to yeah. make chocolate covered almonds. Gosh, yeah. no. Yeah, it's kind of a trial by fire thing, right? And just when you're, it's it's until you're, well, here's what I'll say, Kelly, until you're there, until you're there, until you're facing that pressure, until you're in that fire, those coals are at your feet, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. know what you're capable of. And I think you could have done it because I oh, sure Mike. I sure as hell, I had never, t- I had never touched an almond before. Any early mishaps with the crafty experience, anything you got oh, yeah. wrong that up. you would? I fucked it up constantly. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I mean, for a while they were saying do chocolate covered almonds. I was, I just put a bunch of almonds in a bowl and then I put a bunch of chocolates on top of the like kind of a layered <laughs> thing. They said, "Oh, you took oh, it you literally." St- That's so you silly, stupid uh, bastard! You stupid bastard! These are supposed to be melted over. Um, uh, I scorched the hell out of them for a while. <laughs> um, I would grill. I was a big grill guy. I would grill them. Then, yeah, there was a time that I was, I figured, well, why don't I do a little hack and I go and buy the damn things and, uh, and oh. I just cut out, I don't even have to do all this work, but right. I'm going to a, the only grocery store near me at the time in LA was a very nice, um, organic grocery store. I was paying, God, I think eighteen ninety nine a pound. Out of pocket. The show wouldn't reimburse you. Not reimbursed. And That's so I shameful. was, lo- and I was making, God, what? $12 an hour. So I was going through, I mean, I was just Ugh. burning. I was just hemorrhaging. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, a lot of mistakes. And as DP, a lot of mistakes too. I dropped over 100 cameras. Yeah, and those are expensive. I was doing a little research uh, pre recording, and I think, you know, back then, you're shooting on a camera that cost around ninety thousand dollars. Right. Is that right? I mean, that's absolutely right. And sounds like more than three times worth your salary. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I can't. Yeah. A lot of those are owned by the network already, so it's kind of just on lease. So you can fudge, you can fudge how it happened for insurance purposes, which we oh, did. Oh, okay, which we did yeah, a lot. yeah. But, but there were plenty of times when I was just a goof, you know, or the straight up president of the network would have been there, and I just. Dropped it flat on the lens. They could make them more ergonomic to hold on to. I'll say that. If I have any notes for for Sony, it's uh, put some better handles on those things. Better handles on the camera, Sony, please. And to your credit, I'll say also on that set, we had frequently animals. Mm -hmm. We had young children. You know, so many people running around. It was inevitable that something would get broken at some point. And not to mention, we're shooting this thing on a bus. Bingo. And often I'm outside. I'm outside the bus, pressed right. up against the window because right. I'm getting the I'm getting that the yeah. the, uh, the full shot. Right, so you're straddling the hood of the bus. I'm picking or, up yeah. the wide. I'm I'm yeah. I'm in a harness, sure, but we are on a highway. We are on a moving bus, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it's the wind is 
pressing me both up against that bus, but then when I have to make a camera movement, mm-hmm. it's taking me off there. I always felt like they should be doing a documentary about you shooting this mockumentary because, I mean, it was extreme sports out there sometimes. Yeah, yeah it was a lot of, it was X Games mode, as my, <laughs> as my son likes to say, my son, uh, TJ. Uh-huh. So you, yeah, you mentioned- 17 I'm, years old. Okay, I knew that you had kids because we, mm-hmm. I know on set we had connected about both being parents, but so TJ 17. TJ 17, DJ okay. is 16, AJ is 15, and uh, BJ is also 17. Now, is the J's the same name for all of those? Yeah, that is Janesville. That's my official last name, Janesville. But in oh. the, you know, it kind of sounds like Gainesville. So that's kind of what that took on a life of its own. Wait, hey, right. are oh. you telling me, Mike, that we were saying your last name wrong for the entire? The entire run of the show. Yeah. And just now yeah. when we introduced you on the podcast, actually. Well, I go by Gainesville now. Because I'm not someone who's, okay. a, you know, I'm not a, I'm not someone who likes conflict. I'm not someone who likes to, uh, you know, to butt heads. So yeah, I'm, I'm, Ga- I'm Mike Gainesville officially um, on paper. My kids are Janesville because that was my birth name and that's their birth name. Okay. Yeah, it just kind of started. You know, people thought Gainesville. It's easier. It's better to say. It sounds, yeah. it sounds better on the mouth. And 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 then it kind of people started saying Florida, Florida Mike because Gainesville. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, we're we're from Pennsylvania. Um, but it's stuck and I just ran with it and I like it. That's such a testament to, again, to what a good sport you are, because we didn't know yeah. until a couple of years, I think, of working with you that you actually have sort of a personal issue with the state of Florida and, but yeah. the nickname it stuck by then. Yeah. 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 I had, um, fallen off of the tram at Disney world mm-hmm. and, um, I w- I was sued by Disney. Um, because again, I wouldn't bring that, I wouldn't do something like that, but they said that I had made such a scene with my screaming that it (laughs) essentially ruined a lot of people's day. And so I was sued civilly, civil in a civil suit by a lot of, uh, uh, guests. And then I was also sued by the company. And who can I ask? Did I lost all ever, basically everyone. I lost basically everyone's, but luckily, I mean, I was getting promoted at work at the time. So, I mean, the paychecks were coming in, but they were leaving. They were coming in, they were leaving, you know. Such uh, a shame. Right, you solved the whole almond thing, and then here's another money suck. Here's another headache. Money suck. That's good. Yeah, it's money suck. Yeah. Yeah, everyone says that. Yeah. It's not like Disney doesn't have enough money. What did they need your money for? That's such a... I think it was was more of a... you know, it's kind of a it's a pirate flag kind of thing. It's more of an intimidation. It's hey, don't let this happen. Hey, don't come to our park and scream. Don't if you're mm-hmm. gonna come to our park, fall off the fall off the uh, the tram in between the Polynesian and the and Epcot, and then just make a big old scene because your legs are hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna happen. So right? was you're there? Not gonna get away can with I that. ask? I don't mean to cast blame. Was there alcohol involved in any way or was it, no. a, was it a design flaw of the tram? And they, it sounds like they should be paying you in that case. Well, I don't want to get back into, I mean, I could even get sued even talking about it probably. Okay. Uh, but we'll what I will that. say is I stepped onto the tram and I was trying to hold the door open for, um, my, my boys and the tram doors closed and it, cl- it closed me. And so I was stuck kind of uh, halfway through and I'm trying to put, People are trying to, uh, the whole, Pry the doors the whole, open off your body, but well, they're trying to pull me in, but then another group of them is trying to push me out. Uh, I, either mm-hmm. way, just get me out of there. Ultimately I figured it out. I fell out of the tram. 
mm-hmm. kind of over the bridge. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's a no. it's a raised it's a raised uh, rail railway. How far and does I, that fall? Oh gosh, I don't know. Oh gosh, um, say twenty feet off the ground, thirty, gotta be, forty, gotta be twenty, thirty, forty. Oh feet. Wow. my god, jeez, 20, 30, Mike, 40. wow, wow. But, you know, hey, we live, we move on. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And my legs did get way stronger after that. Oh, good. Well, speaking of your legs, I did want to ask because yeah. you and I both broke our legs mm-hmm. thanks to the Tammy Hawkins curse, mm-hmm. which we can right. get I'm into. Of riding around, good lord, you too. Yeah, yeah. I got and off easy with a nosebleed. You, you yeah. two, both full broken legs. Yeah, yeah. snapped. So, uh, have you broken your legs any other times, or is it just the two? Gosh, what are I played football in high school, snapped a femur on a, uh, the mascot ran into me, snapped a femur. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> gosh, when I was in college, I did, I had a, um, I was doing a uh, ski club and mm-hmm. I was trying to get on the lift and I couldn't, I can't, those are too tough t- for me to get on and off of. And it just, oh. it hit my leg in such a way that, you know, <laughs> crack snapped it. Some of those things go fast, you know, especially if you're yeah. on the more serious mountains. Yeah, they're yeah. whipping that thing around. Gosh, they whip it, but it's for the pros. And if you're not a pro, get the heck off the yeah. mountain. Was that another another femur fracture, or are we talking different bone? That was different different legs, also femur. Okay. Um, and then, other than that, just small stuff, just shins. You know, my ankle broke about ten, mm, a couple <laughs> other times, and um, had a so I can't even begin to. I used to. Uh, do parking for riding around. I was parking attendant for a little while, and I can't tell you how many times people ran ran over my feet. Ugh, oh boy! Ran over my dogs. <laughs> Your dogs were barking, huh? Yep. <laughs> now, well, listen. What we do here, typically, if it's okay with you, is we yeah, break down an episode, and you know, we set this to you. Uh, if you weren't able to watch it, that's fine because both of us have recollections about the show, but. We'll go ahead and read the TV guide synopsis of season two, episode two of the show. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, we'll just chat about it and our just memories of shooting it. it. And uh, Malin, do you want to go ahead and read that for us? Wiggles the Clown realizes he's never seen the end of the bus line and decides to ride all the way, much to Tom's annoyance. Meanwhile, Frankie joins a gang who's not too pleased about him taking the bus. <laughs> uh, oh, this I is another it. sort of this controversial fun- episode. Yeah, because mm-hmm. of the gang yeah. stuff we decide. We, did, we were trying to tackle a lot of sort of he- heavy topics. Yeah. 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 Now, Mike, remind me, were you working as DP by this time on the show? By season two, I was, I was DP. Okay. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah, for this one, it was a lot of guest characters, you know, mm-hmm. with the gang members. And so right. that was fun energy on set. That was a lot of guys, a lot of guys yeah, around. A lot, a lot of new guys, nice guys, fun guys. I got to check in with them. Some of them very successful now. But uh, yeah, just just I remember my focus as DP was just let's get let's make sure these guys are on camera. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that too. Yeah, because there are times when we've done those little small parts. Kelly and I have experienced this, and mm-hmm. you watch the final product, and you're not even I'm in their shots. In right, right. And so often, I mean, I'm, I'm, I can imagine as an actor, as someone who's tried, it's hard not to think that's my fault. But then on the other side of the camera, what I can say is, so often I just forget. Totally. totally. I just forget to, sh- to put you in the camera. I just forget to shoot. Um, or so often there's, I can't tell you how many hours I just forgot to press record and I just didn't. And oh, they'll geez. even, and we, obviously, you know, here. on set they're saying, 
and roll cam. And I'm thinking, yep, but I'm in, I'm <laughs> so lost. you're verbally you know? confirming rolling. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, but rolling. you're not rolling. Okay. They're saying sound speed. And we are all just, whoop. It is early. Oopsie-daisy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, no. you, guys, you guys earlier than us, you know, Those, we were in yeah. here in makeup thinking that was bad, but you guys were there mm-hmm. before we even were yeah. hitting the snooze button, I bet. Yeah, we're starting at about 2 a.m. on this show. We'd start. We'd get mm-hmm. there around 2. We'd wrap around 1.45 a.m. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. So we got a 15-minute window, drive home, sleep, drive back. God. Yeah. It's, it's not humane. I will say I'm not. You know, my, we don't talk politics on here. I, I, I have mm-hmm. some issues with unions, but it seems like sometimes they've got a point. Yeah. I think 15 well, minutes of rest is not enough. I see everybody's side because everybody's <laughs> just trying to make the best of it and everybody's just trying to live. You know, everyone's just trying to have their, just trying to live their life. You know, The network's so got to make money on this, right? You got to see out, you got to yeah. see all sides. You got to see all sides. So. Yeah. As experienced actors, we are able to go up to the DP and just say, like, hey, don't forget to get me in this next one. Mm-hmm. Right. So these right. guest stars, when they come on, they don't totally know the deal there. And they so players. I, exactly. It's very kind of you to, to kind of remember to get them in the shot. Right, mm-hmm. right. This episode, you know, even some of them, I think at the time, were like, is this a great storyline to do? You know, this gang is so aggressive, whatever. And and to make it the B story, as it were, and to mm-hmm. kind of really have it just kind of be almost a comedic kind of background, just kind of loosely happening in the background. Sure. Because the main yeah. thing is just, where's the end of this line? Right. And it's so funny. It's it's just a bus depot in the end you know he right. gets it's actually a Super circular line yeah, yeah and uh yeah. but that's what our writers are so good at is so they set up these right. expectations and then they subvert it in the end where exactly. it's just surprise it's rug pull idiot you were wrong <laughs> you thought this would yeah but it's fun it's it can be satisfying at least it's satisfying in that your brain is active right in that you're receiving it. stimulation just mm-hmm. from watching the episode right. the way that you would from yeah any yeah. anything you know going outside smelling a flower that type of thing do you guys remember the bus depot getting there and, and, and that day? Yeah. So for, for listeners who haven't had a chance to rewatch, basically what happens in the episode is that Wiggles kind of convinces all of the rest of the regular writers that they should also want to see the end of the line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He keeps calling it the end of the rainbow. And yeah. we're all like, Wiggles, yeah. what are you talking about? There's <laughs> not going to be a pot of gold, my friend. He was fun. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Honestly, I thought the bus depot was a little spooky. In, yeah. I, you know, in real yeah. life is kind of dark mm-hmm. and cavernous because we were usually using an actual bus depot, if my, if memory mm-hmm. serves. Yeah. 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 No soundstage here. Yeah. Mike, you were doing some cool stuff, almost parkour-esque, kind of running around, bopping mm-hmm. around, getting in, yep. you know, just the new contours of a space must be exciting for a DP to explore. You've been so used to filming on this bus and here's a new yep. location. I love to film in a big warehouse or a depot like that because let me tell you, the vents are, I can get in there and I can get in early and I can crawl through them and I can try to find some cool angles and some cool, so I'm in the walls, I'm in the vents, I'm in the, um, this depot had a kind of, I guess when they clean the buses, they kind of just push it all into a drain. So there's a big drain kind of in the center of the floor. I'm in there and I'm thinking super, let's get real low. Let's have the bus drive over me and I'm doing, I'm pointing it up. Turns out I was (gasps) wrong. Uh, got my legs yeah. hit by that, but <laughs> I got so many amazing shots. Yeah, so that, many amazing shots. I remember that, that shot. It's it's when we pull into the bus depot for the first time. I want to say we've mm. got that undercarriage shot that right. looked so just Which, different. 
I don't know if you're in the subreddit, but I am. I've done AMAs. I do about a once a month AMA in that in the uh, riding around r r slash bus, and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I do a uh, about once a month uh, AMA. Ask me anything in there. Oh, and that's people, frequent. People love with those kinds of shots. Finally, we get to see the undercarriage of the bus. They mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the up bus is what they call. It. That's what they, <laughs> they, they goof around about it. But it, I guess it's a play on upskirt. Right, which is a, uh, that's funny. Uh, Disgusting. I got to get on this subreddit. That's fun. Yeah, right. I wonder if they talk about us on there. Yeah, I think they talk about everybody. They talk about everybody on there. They love the show. I mean, there's there's. It's a big community too. There's seven thousand of them. Seven thousand rabid Whoa. fans of the show, wow. and so they get in there and they'll just kind of get into the nitty gritty of it, and they kind of debate the politics of it, and kind of uh, put things in context of the time. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot wow. of fun. Wow, that's yeah. so cool. And and AMA, you said I got to go see if they'd maybe want one of those from us. Yeah, do it. Go for it. I'm sure they would. I'm sure because we certainly love that. don't have uh, seven thousand listeners to this podcast, and it seems like that's a sort of untapped market. I didn't oh, yeah, know about that. Oh yeah, you should definitely post. Oh, I should have posted it in there when this started. Oh, that's mm-hmm. all right. We were clocking big numbers, you know, for Gus's episode, of course, because he's so yeah. famous now. But yeah, other than that, not uh, you know, successful, sure. But you know, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah that so, bleed into the other apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to retain people. Well, I'll send this to my guys. I'll send this to my crew guys, and I can send it to my boys, and they'll send it to their friends. That um, they all go to FSU, even though they're all too young. Oh. <laughs> but they all started early. They all go to FSU. Okay, um, so Florida they don't State share University. their father's disdain for the state of Florida, or is this yes. sort of a long con to get back at? Part of the lawsuit is that I have to have permanent residence in Florida so they could keep an eye on me. So I do live in Florida now. I'm just from Pennsylvania. But uh, so, yeah, we're we're all in Florida and they're all in Florida State. Wow. So are you commuting? Like, what are you working on these days? Are you having to come back to L.A.? Are you getting some of those Atlanta gigs? Talk to us about what you're currently working on. Oh, I'm doing a ton. I'm doing a ton of stuff right now. I'm doing Mm -hmm. a lot of doing a lot of commercial work, first of all. Oh, that's fun. Short shoots, love those. Yeah. Yes. Short, quick shoots. Short shoots, good paychecks. Short shoots, short shoots, <laughs> high pay. That's what mm-hmm. we, SS, HP, <laughs> that's what we say, shp, shp, as we call it in the biz. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, so doing a lot of that. I'm also, I've also been shooting, um, I've been involved in, I can't talk about it that much, but involved in the no game of thrones. <gasps> Wow. Okay. So a little bit involved, not DP, not doing DP, can't get that high up there, but I'm okay. working my way up and hopefully, you know, yeah. I'm in, I'm in the room. Will. You'll Let's get there. All in, in due room. time. In mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm kind of the guy who rinses the horses off there <laughs> and because those suckers get dirty and they are not supposed to be. We actually have a listener question for you, Mike. For me? Yeah. Yeah. Someone sent in a question, a bit of a technical one. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. I'm going to go ahead and have our sound engineer play that now. Uh, hey, Kelly. Hey, Mullen. And uh, uh, hi to Mike. Big fan of the show. Uh, my name's Ben, and I'm an aspiring cinematographer. And um, I've been reading Mike's book, No Pain, No Gains A Story of Love and Wonder. And in it, he talks about some of the history of camera innovations, uh, like the steady cam um, in the 70s. And I'd wonder if uh, Mike would want to elaborate on the Silly Boy cam, which I, I know he invented, but maybe hasn't caught on as much. So, so if you want to elaborate on, on the Silly Boy cam, uh, that'd be great. Okay, thank you. 
That's so sweet. That's such a sweet um, question. Wow. And that's so nice of somebody to have read that and to, to be curious about it. And I'm so glad that they're, that they're listening. He's probably one of the Redditors. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> I mean, so the Silly Boy Cam is essentially, for people who don't know, the Steady Cam is a camera that um, it, it basically you hold it and, it, and it's and it's stabilized, right? So it's not mm-hmm. going to be moving around. You know, you can move around a little bit without all the shakes of a, of a typical camera movement. It kind of uh, <laughs> kind of killed the the dolly. Um, uh, uh, oh, sure. And so the the silly boy cam um, is misleading in that it kind of invokes steady cam when you hear it. But the silly boy cam very much is just a very um, early version of a GoPro, um, essentially, which is oh. just, it's, it's kind of a Sony Handycam kind of a camcorder that I would tape on myself and just kind of be goofy, just kind of, and yeah. I would say, uh-huh. let's do a goofy, let's do a goofy one. Let's do a silly one. And so I'd strap it onto my head once. So this once was just a separate camera you used for the silly, like improv takes. Yeah, kind of. Well, I would just kind of say like, okay, we got that. We got that. Yes, we got the medium wide. Yes, we got the close up. Yes, we got the coverage of the conversation. What a blah, 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 blah. We got the right. What about a silly one? Let's so let's strap the camcorder to myself and I'm just going to kind of run around and I need everybody to run through the whole episode live as if it were happening like a play. Mm -hmm. And then so we'd set that all up and everyone would really need to be off book because you can't. Right. I can't have moments, right. you know, because I'm one take. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got camcorders all over me, strapped up all over me. They're all recording. Most of them are recording if I remember to press record or if I can reach it even. <laughs> it's a lot and of buttons. I'm just kind of running around. I'm going to being goofy. Yes, yeah, so that's the silly boy cam. But it was a lot of it didn't catch on because it wasted a ton of time. And basically it was all if, unusable. Yeah. And the cameras that I was using to even get it were of such a low quality at mm-hmm. the time. I bet now. With what you can do now, I bet I could, oh, actually, sure. do, yeah. bet I could actually do something really cool. I had forgotten that that was a part of our process for a while until they told you you had to stop. But that's sort of evocative almost of the French new wave. You know, there's sort of, you don't right. see that sort of nice experimental stuff right. being done anymore. It's all, let's get the shot, needs to look yeah. good, and yeah. that's it. Game over. And it's like, yep. why? Especially in this mockumentary style, I Correct exactly. me if I'm wrong, Mike, but that's kind of why we stopped it. Because they were saying, you actually don't see this kind of filmmaking in documentaries a lot. So it's kind of taking mm-hmm. people out of it. It doesn't make any sense is what they said. Yeah. And I said, yeah. you know, when I was trying to vote, you know, well, what about we're, we could do something new? You know what I mean? We could do totally. a, uh, whatever. Anyway, they just thought it's it's way I'm way too present in it because I'm breathing so heavily. Mm. That was getting picked up the mm-hmm. whole time. And mm-hmm. I'm giggling so much so often because I love to laugh. Oh, that's and I'm silly. That brought so much to it, though, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, and so often I would kind of forget where my cameras were pointed. So so often I would just kind of be interacting with you guys in the scene, but I'm pointed. You know, I'm either laying down or I'm just pointing. I'm and what we don't have to get into it. I wish that they had used it. If I had been, if I had ever been promoted to showrunner, I'll tell you what I would have. Mm-hmm. I would have used it, but. um but no, yeah, that was the Silly Boy Cam. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And people love GoPros now. So I, I wonder if there could right. be a bit of a resurgence for the okay. Silly Boy Cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My boys, whenever we go on vacation, my boys all rent GoPros from the from the hotel. And uh, <laughs> we just have so mm-hmm. much fun just editing together that footage and putting that all together. That's such a cool service hotels provide mm-hmm. that a lot of people forget about. Yeah, you can always ask the front desk for a GoPro. People think mm-hmm. it's just like, places like Hawaii or Cancun or something for like ocean. But no, it's basically every hotel. If you're in a hotel in 
Chattanooga. Chattanooga. You just go up to the Hilton and you say, hey, I'm here to check out my GoPro. Wow. And they say, okay, they have to give it to you. They Pro have to. tip. GoPro <laughs> tip. To to That's amazing. There you go. <laughs> That's great. Well, and your son, I can't remember which one, apologies. TJ, he, he's an aspiring cinematographer himself. Is that right? TJ is studying film at FSU. That's got to feel good, right? That feels amazing. Wants to be just like his dad. Yeah, so he's doing film. He wants to do more um, jackass Borat stuff, he says, kind mm. of just kind of messing around with his with his buddies. And he's right now he's doing a really some really fun stuff on uh, TikTok, which I'm not on, but uh, he's having a lot of fun with it. And he's doing kind of a thing where he'll go up to people kind of on the street and ask them to rate him. <laughs> and he'll ask, you know, and he'll do kind of pranks involving money. Oh, fun. Kind of where he gives people money or he kind of leverages money. Ooh, high stakes. Yeah. So if you guys know Mr. Beast, uh, that's one of his professors, actually. But Mr. Beast, <laughs> so he's really taking a lot from Mr. Beast. But it's still a film and he's, he's getting really, really good at it. Oh, really, yeah. Really well, it. film is just evolving every day. and It really is. It really it's, is. It's so much different. Yeah. The industry just unrecognizable from decade to decade. Unlike so many other things, which stay the same. And... <laughs> They because film, you have to think about the technology is changing. So yeah, the right. tech is always changing. I mean, these days used to be. I mean, we shot riding around on I think six different mediums. The mm -hmm. first season we were doing film. Seven seasons, six mediums. Wow. Seven seasons, six mediums, and uh, and no movie. They won't let us do it. <laughs> they I don't know why. They sure won't. But. Uh, Hopefully someday. They've been hard no so far, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get us started on our... Really just yeah. takes guts, but... Well, you would be the first call I'd make if we were going to oh, make any follow-up to writing mm -hmm. around, because we've got to have that classic writing around look that we finally settled yeah. on in the later seasons. We mm -hmm. and yeah. The fans, I think, wouldn't, wouldn't have anything other than that, so... Thank you so much. And you guys would be my first call for um, if I were, if I were that, if I were doing that. That's so kind of you as to well. say. A lot of people don't think of us as maybe the biggest characters, but I I think if you if you're rewatching like we show. are, yeah. I I, I kind of agree, Mike. Yeah, like I think it's the three of us, honestly, and then <laughs> there's and then it's kind of a tie for the bus, and mm -hmm. um, I don't know whoever you know. Yeah. Well, we we thank you so much for joining oh, yeah. us, Mike. Janesville oh, yeah. won't be getting that wrong going forward. <laughs> no, certainly not. Certainly, it never is my Florida SAG now. My, 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 yeah, yeah, my card, my cards up. My IATSE uh, it says um, uh, Gainesville, but yeah, Janesville is fine. Gainesville, Janesville, I don't care. Such a good sport always, and today was yeah. no exception. It was so great having you. While we do have you, I mean, you're working on Game right. of Thrones, but do you have anything else you'd like to plug for us? Yeah, gosh, I would love to plug the new Batman with Robert Pattinson. I think was just great. <laughs> and, and Colin Farrell is unrecognizable as Penguin. He really is. He I couldn't is tell so it was him at all. No. Almost to the point to where it's at. like sort of like why hire why a hire actor him if it could have been anyone. Looks like that man. Put me in right. it and make me look like but a Penguin. Right. Nobody, can do, nobody can do a New York guy like Farrell. And <laughs> so he, uh, he just nailed it. And I would really recommend that. Otherwise, hmm. I would love, I mean, if you check out uh, TJ's TikTok, that's he's at rate me for money, mm -hmm. uh, underscore, underscore, two underscores. Okay. And uh, then you can check out any, any, anything, any old thing, anything. I think you chase, you chase your, you chase you, whatever you take this. Here's a plug. <laughs> Have a little artist date with yourself today and oh, go I out love that. and go to, go to a museum. 
yeah. or watch a movie or watch Boyhood again and just look at mm. it and say, how'd they do this? Where'd they shoot this? I love that. Yeah. That's a really lovely reminder. All of us stay in touch with our inner artists. Yeah. And New York Magazine plug. They do some good. Yeah. They got a whole umbrella of brands now that they've really... They really hold themselves to a high standard as far as media, I think. And I, I enjoy almost all of them. And boy, they're quick with coverage. <laughs> yeah, you flip right um, through. They're yeah. always oh, on sure. it. Yeah. The analysis mm-hmm. and the coverage, good and quick and fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The cut. I like the cut. Vulture, the cut. You can't, yeah, it's really nice. You can't mm-hmm. go wrong with a New York Magazine property. Yeah. And on Twitter, I would say just Max Knobloch is a nice Twitter account mm-hmm. that I like. And I think you can just search that. If you're really going to be if you're really going to be looking, then I think just do that on any platform. And I think that'll be nice. OK. Yeah. I think I'll do that for my little artist date with myself. I'll go type yeah. in Max nice. Knobloch oh, on nice. all platforms. Yeah. I'll do that too. I'll go take a walk and smell the flowers and type in Max Knobloch on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. Thank you also to Kelsey Bailey for our logo and to John Purcell for our theme music and for mixing the show. You can follow us at Riding Around Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And send your thoughts and questions to our email address, ridingaroundpod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate us, and review us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you leave your favorite Riding Around memory in your review, we'll read it in an upcoming show. Come back and join us next week. We'll have another great episode for you that you won't want to miss. See you then. Hack, hack.